This is Larissa Sarte, and you are listening to the Audible Silence podcast, the first podcast of its kind, brought to you by a woman of color. Enjoy. I ride the subway every day in New York City. Often trains are delayed and people are annoyed. And recently, train conductors now say the reason for train traffic could be train traffic ahead, a sick passenger, and sometimes, sadly, someone who jumped in front of a train car. One day while waiting for my train, a young woman appeared in the train tracks, almost out of nowhere. Miss! 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 I yelled, but I got no reaction. I yelled loudly, and she was right in front of me, but she just kept walking the tracks. She was walking from my left with her head down, sullen looking. And then I realized the train was approaching from behind her. Miss, miss, please, please grab my hand. The train is coming. It doesn't have to be this way, miss, please, miss. Too late. The train was going to hit her. I turned away and screamed in terror as the train passed. I was already crying and didn't want to look. I ran to the conductor without thinking and told her the train hit someone and that she was under the train. She called emergency services and they came quickly. People seemed annoyed. Then I heard murmurs. I didn't see anyone in the tracks, did you? No, nothing. No blood, no body, from what I can see. Well, now I'm late for no reason. (laughs) Right? Because someone hallucinated someone in the tracks. Were they right? Was I imagining things? Why did no one else see her? She was right there. She was right there, wasn't she? I told the authorities what I saw. There wasn't much they could do except offer to take me to the hospital instead. They thought something was wrong with me. I called out of work. I told my boss I felt lightheaded and dizzy. A nice professional way of saying I just hallucinated a woman being hit by a train. I took the day to ease my mind and erase that memory with good food and binging on my favorite shows. I started my day the next day, hesitant to take the same route. So I decided to take the long way and walk to the other subway line near me instead. It was just too triggering to jump back into the same routine. As I was waiting for the train, I looked to my left and noticed someone in the tracks again. Hey, miss! Just as I spoke, I realized not only were people looking at me, but the person in the tracks was the exact same woman as before. I walked towards the front of where the train would be when it pulled in. I got far enough away from the crowd that noticed me yelling. But as soon as I did, I noticed the woman again. She was right near me. I don't know how she got there that fast because I didn't hear her approach. Something was off. This time, she looked up at me. Judge me if you want, but... I actually wish the train would come. 
I was certain she wasn't real anyway by this point, but I was too frightened to really care. But the woman stopped walking and just looked at me. Then, at incredible speed, she went from where she was on my left to about 15 feet away on my right. Then her head spun around and looked at me. And when I say spun around, I mean unnaturally so. And then she exploded, shattering blood all over me. I screamed in horror, hoping someone had something to at least wipe my eyes, but when I touched my face, it was dry. No blood. I fluttered my eyes open and people were just staring at me. I looked over to where the woman was and she was gone. I ran out of that subway so fast, I don't even remember the route I took. I called out again and thanked my lucky stars it was Friday. I would be able to stay home and process everything and let it go before Monday. I called my favorite bruja and told her what was happening. She did not tell me what I wanted to hear. She told me to ask her to appear in my dreams and ask her to tell me her name. What the hell? I don't ever want to see this woman again. She said she would come to my dreams and tell me her name if I asked her to. And that I was to then light a white candle and pray for her soul to be at peace. That night, I did what she suggested. In my dream that night, I found out the woman's name was Clara. She took her life because she couldn't handle having the gift of being able to see the dead. Her mind just couldn't handle it, and she jumped in front of a moving car. She said she came to me as a warning, that I'd need to help others who've passed on too and find their peace. She told me my gifts had awakened and that my gifts were needed in the spirit realm. Unfortunately, this was not a gift I wanted. I began seeing all walks of life and how they died and began confusing my dreams for reality while reality was starting to seem like a dream. One night, I heard rock music in my dreams and saw the dead in my bedroom. There was a narrator of sorts who sounded like a concert announcer and he narrated how they all died as I watched in horror at how each death happened. The thing was, the narrator was saying it without concern, as if reading a list, but in a loud, aggressive tone. This is Carl and Ada, an old Spanish couple in a pre-war building. Their pilot light was out, and when Ada began cooking one night, their house exploded into a fire. They died! This is little Joey. He was playing with his cousin Alvaro. They found a gun and Joey accidentally got shot in the face. He died. This is baby Fatima. She dropped her ball into the busy street and darted to catch it. She got hit by a car. She died. I must have seen about a dozen dead people and heard and watched how they all died. It was horrifying. I eventually realized the rock music was actually playing in my bedroom from my radio and it woke me up. But I was in sleep paralysis and I couldn't move my body. I tried and I tried and finally managed to move my arm, but it was like torture. It was like molasses and it hurt to move it. And the rock music was so loud in my ears. 
Finally, after what seemed like hours but was only seconds, my right index finger was less than a centimeter away from the power button when I realized the radio wasn't even on and my room was completely silent. That was the first of many moments that nearly drove me insane. I was hearing things, seeing things, and couldn't concentrate on anything. I came so close to just taking my life and ending it all. Thankfully, my bruja friend knew a few more powerful brujas who guided me into my power, taught me how to protect myself, and showed me how to create boundaries with the beings that I saw, lost souls, and spirits that are all attracted to me. I got better sleep and was able to turn off my gifts momentarily and at will whenever needed. I'm forever grateful that I didn't take my life. I know I have so many souls to help. I later learned that when you have gifts, you're like a beam of light and both negative and positive sides of the spirit realm are attracted to you. I couldn't protect myself from the events that almost led me to insanity and nearly taking my life. Nor would I have ever known that I had to had it not been for my friend. Clara, the woman from the train tracks, was actually a clairvoyant spirit that had negative energies attached to her. She took her life and was in a cycle of reliving her last moments. Her soul was not dying because souls don't really die, but the best way I could explain it is that her soul's light was so dim, it attracted the wrong energy, and it just became darker and darker and heavier and heavier. She ended up making a deal with the wrong entity. You see, she had the gift to see the dead. In the afterlife, she was told that if she passed her gift along to someone else, she would be free. Bad decision. Now, I spend my time guiding and protecting others with gifts so they don't feel alone crazy, scared, or confused like I did. And my most important mission right now is to save a lost soul named Clara.